22. The Solution. Chapter 1. My name is Rachel, and I was deep in this strange dream that seemed to involve me trying on dresses at my favorite department store. Only, the sales ladies kept bringing me things that were way, way too small. So I said, Hey, can't you tell these aren't my size? And the sales lady said, Well, we don't have anything in your size. What? I demanded. You don't have anything in size 312? Wait a minute, I thought. I don't wear size 312. But at that moment, I caught sight of myself in the mirror. And I was in my elephant morph. I was still growing. Bigger and bigger. Till my massive bulk was pressing people against the walls and floors, and ceilings. I looked down, and there, beneath one massive fold of elephant belly, was a small figure in an orange hooded sweatshirt. Oh my god, they killed Kenny! Someone cried. Ah! I screamed. Try Junior's on the second floor! The sales lady suggested. Only, please don't use the elevator. And then, she leapt at me, and started digging her fingernails into me. They were really sharp, so I got mad and I shoved her. Only, when I shoved her, she suddenly wasn't a sales lady at all. She was a bird. Ah! I yelled, sitting straight up. There, in the darkness of my room, the large gray bird fluttered back and knocked into my desk. Tobias? I whispered. Only, it wasn't a red-tailed hawk. It was like a hawk, but gray and white. No, it's Aximilia. You must come now. Tobias is missing, and Prince Jake is in danger. I threw back the covers and my bare feet hit the floor. What? It's David. He is a traitor. I was fully awake, wide awake and already mad. I grabbed some throw pillows and shoved them under the blankets. Hopefully they would look like me asleep if my mom came in to check on me. I glanced at the clock. Late. Very late. So late, it was early. I quickly ran through a list of possible morphs. I had to be able to fly. And it was night. I focused my mind on the image of a great horned owl. I began to change, even as I hammered axe with questions. What happened? Jake, Tobias, and I watched and waited outside Cassie's barn. As you know, Jake suspected David might have decided to turn against us. That weasel! That slimy near My tongue had shrunk rapidly in the middle of telling Axe what I thought about David. Probably for the best. Axe would have asked me to define the word I was about to use, and that wouldn't have been a good idea. I was shrinking all this time, of course, and the brown feathers were appearing on my skin. First as outlines. Then, as weirdly realistic tattoos. Then, quite suddenly, as actual three-dimensional feathers. David left the barn in his golden eagle morph. Tobias followed him. We followed soon after, but we could not find either Tobias or David. Axe explained. We went to David's home. His former home, I should say. We found David there, and Jake spoke with him. I do not know what was said, but the Yurks were watching the house, 
and a handful of Hork-Bajir attacked. Attacked who? I demanded sharply. Jake or David or both? I cannot be sure, but David escaped and Prince Jake followed. He asked me to find you. He said we would need reinforcements. Well, he's got the reinforcements, I said. Let's go. I fluttered my wings and hopped up to the windowsill. I looked out at a night that was as bright to me as high noon. I had become a great horned owl, with eyes that looked through darkness and ears that could hear a mouse squeak at fifty feet. What about Tobias? I asked Axe. I certainly had a missed Axe's hesitation when he'd mentioned Tobias. I don't know for certain, he said. But I fear the worst. David's morph is stronger in the air than Tobias's. And Prince Jake, he believes Tobias is dead. I felt my insides turn cold. For a few seconds that seemed to stretch into hours, I couldn't move, couldn't think. I just sat there with my deadly talons squeezing into the soft wood of my windowsill. Tobias? Dead? If David had hurt Tobias, I would... But what was the point in making threats? I didn't need to make threats. I knew what I would do. So did Jake. That's why he'd sent Axe for me. Chapter 2 I had eyes that saw every blade of grass beneath me. Eyes that noted every small, scurrying rodent hiding in darkness. But I was blind. All I could see was Tobias. Tobias dead? Not possible. And David. I could see him, too. Smirking, pouting, easily offended David. David, who half the time seemed to be as reckless as, well, me. But other times had been cowardly and quickly panicked. David, the new Animorph, the one we ourselves had created after David had stumbled across the blue box. We'd had no other choice. Visitor 3 had learned that David had the blue box, the Andalite morphing cube. David's parents had been taken, forced to accept the Yurk slugs in their brains, and made into controllers. David's house had been half destroyed in the battle that resulted. He was known to the Yurks. His face was burned into the memory of every human controller on planet Earth. They would all be looking for him, all searching for the boy who had the morphing cube. So we'd made David one of us. Using the blue box, we'd made him an anamorph, capable of absorbing DNA from any animal he can touch and becoming that animal for a period of two hours at a time. He was supposed to be one of us, and he was, for a while. He was with us on one of our most difficult missions, to rescue the leaders of the free world from the Yurks. Sounds impressive, doesn't it? It would have been very impressive if we'd succeeded, but we had failed. The leaders of the United States, France, Russia, Great Britain, and Japan were meeting at a secluded beach resort to work out a Middle East solution. It had been the ultimate target for the Yurks, a chance to make hosts, controllers, of the five most powerful men on the planet. Or four, at least. One of them, 
we didn't know which one, was already a controller. We had tried to stop them, but we had gotten ambitious, and Visser III, leader of the Yurk forces on Earth, had laid a trap for us. We'd escaped the trap, but not before David had fearfully agreed to go over to the Yurk side. Later, he'd pretend it was all a ruse, that he was loyal. Now, we knew better. I flew over dark houses and over dark parking lots, over blazing, brilliant, 24-hour stores and gas stations. Axe led us back to the place where he'd last seen Jake and David. We followed the direction he'd seen them traveling. Could we find them? And if we did, what would we find? Suddenly, on the road below us, flashing lights moved swiftly past. A police car, siren off since it was night, but moving fast. It was moving in the same direction we were. I looked directly ahead. The mall. It was dark. The parking lot was faintly lit by street lamps at regular intervals. That's where the cop car was heading. That way, I said to Axe. Do you see something? No, just a guess. But that police car is heading there. This is not a bad neighborhood. A speeding police car could mean we found Jake and David. The patrol car was faster than we were. By the time we arrived at the mall, the officers were driving from entrance to entrance, shining their spotlight and looking for a forced entry. A silent alarm must have gone off inside the mall. In the distance, I could see a second police car racing toward us. I soared above the acres-large roof of the mall, silent as only an owl can be. I intended to follow the police around the building, but then I saw the skylight. It was a series of glass pyramids, built down the middle of the mall to let sunlight into the main section. One triangle of glass was shattered. There! I yelled to Axe. We wheeled sharply toward the broken glass. I passed above it and looked down. I could see glittering shards of glass on the landing below. It was hard to tell how bright it was inside the mall, since owl eyes make everything look bright. But it seemed to me at least a few lights were on. The question was... What was waiting for me down there? David was an anamorph. That meant he was a dangerous enemy. He had a lion morph, I knew that for sure, and a golden eagle morph. Could I take a golden eagle? No, not as an owl. Could I take a lion? No. And he might be lying in wait, lying in wait with superhuman hearing and superhuman sight, not to mention far more than human power. Well, no matter how good his hearing, he wouldn't hear me. An owl's feathers are specially evolved to make no sound at all as the wind whips across their edges. Axe, are you ready to go in? We'll need to move fast and spread out immediately, just in case he's waiting for us. I am ready, Axe said calmly. I spilled air from my wings, changed the angle of attack, and rocketed down toward the jagged hole in the skylight. Down through the glass. I cleared the reaching, tearing shards, flared my wings, and turned my downward momentum into horizontal speed. I blew past the marquee for the old navy store, barely beneath the ceiling. At first, I saw nothing, nothing but axe dropping down into view and pulling an identical maneuver, going the other way. But then, I saw the broken railing. It was made of thick, tubular steel, above thinner, square steel uprights. All of this bent outward, 
as if an elephant had run into it. I turned back and swept my gaze up and down the familiar main mall. He was lying in a pool of blood. A tiger, sprawled like he was asleep, but with a shallow pool of black blood extending around his neck and head. Jake! I cried and dropped down toward him. Rachel! Axe yelled. No! It could be a trap! I spread my wings wide and flapped back up, recovering my altitude. Axe was right. David could be waiting for us to rush to Jake's side. And there could be no possible doubt that it was Jake. Seven-foot-long tigers don't cruise the mall. I can hear breathing, Axe said. I hadn't bothered to listen. I'd assumed Jake was dead. But now I focused all my senses. Yes, there were sounds of breathing. But weak, reedy, with the sound of blood bubbling with each breath. He's unconscious, I said. Otherwise, he'd demorph. I don't see David, but he could be anywhere. Anything. I saw a flash of light far off down the main walkway. Police lights passing one of the entrances. It would take them a while to get inside. In the meantime, they'd surround the mall and watch all the exits. It would be easy enough for us to get away undetected. But that wasn't what I wanted. What I wanted was David. Hello, Phantomorphs, and thank you for listening to another episode of Audiomorphs, the Animorphs Auditory Experience. As always, this is your host, Daniel, and new book, and not only that, but the final book in the David Saga. Strap in, y'all, because things are about to get crazy. This book's wild. I really like it. Um, and we're also going to get some great character work on Rachel. Uh, very excited for that as well. I love books in the series that uh, do character work for the characters. I think they're the most interesting ones. Um, but enough dilly-dallying around. Um, we, we got a lot of messages. I guess I'm getting popular. I don't know. A lot of people writing in, which I appreciate so much. Thank you, everyone. Uh, so let's just get to it right now. Uh, first off, we have uh, a returning email from uh, Willis. Uh, titled, Your cliffhangers have been so good recently. Being all caught up, I really love experiencing your cliffhangers. The voice acting and passing of the David arc has been so good. I've had to hold back not to yell no at work when the chapters end. Thank you for all your work, my prince. Willis, the arts. Uh, thank you so much for writing in, Willis. Um, and thank you for... I, I, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I think a lot of credit has to go to uh, Miss Applegate and her team... Uh, for writing good cliffhangings, uh, cliffhangers at the end of chapters. Um, I, I really don't think there's too many bad chapters to end an episode on, but um, I do try to, when I can, finagle it and, uh, you know, pick pick a good one for a cliffhanger uh, when I can. So thank you. Thank you for writing in. Thank you for complimenting me on that. I'm glad you're enjoying your time. I have a second message uh, from the Gmail. That's audiomorphcast at gmail.com. Um, from Pranav, uh, and I apologize if I pronounced that poorly. You did not give me a pronunciation guide, so I'm just shooting my shot. Says, uh, hey Daniel, my name is Pranav. It's been about, it's been around two years of listening to Audiomorphs for me, and truly they have helped me stay sane through some tough times. In these two years, I have finished grad school, moved across continents, and survived the pandemic. 
I've been a fan of the series ever since I stumbled onto one in an abandoned section of my school library when I was 12. It's difficult to ascertain who is my favorite character. I channel my inner Marco whenever life gets too real and I need a few laughs. My inner Rachel when I need to pull myself together and be brave. My inner Jake when I need to lead. Tobias when I need strength to get past some tough times. And Cassie to be hum- to be a humble and considerate individual, especially when my friends were going through uh, uh, especially when my friends were going through something. I really liked your work. In particular, I enjoyed the part during the Andalite Chronicles when the dome ship goes down and uses a soundtrack to make it an overall very real and emotional scene. So kudos. My name is Pranav, and one day I believe we will defeat the Yurks, whether the Andalites come or not. P.S. I'm in Los Angeles and would love to collab or help out in any way possible. I'm a big fan of the David trilogy and was wondering if I could maybe audition for a voice role. I'll send over a recording in a day or two. Let's try to make this happen. First of all, thank you so much for writing in. Uh, and everything about this message is kind of incredible to me. Um, congratulations on uh, finishing grad school. That's tremendous, sincerely. Um, and moving across continents and then getting hit by a pandemic. That's a tough That's a tough hand. Um, I'm glad you, you made it through and I'm honored to uh help uh you keep saying in, in these very weird and stressful times um and i really love what you wrote about um all the characters uh, i i think you've kind of hit on the uh maybe uh theme of of the series i guess it's not really of the series but one of the themes i think uh for me which is that like yes they all have these different traits these different strengths and weaknesses and it only works together you know um, we, you you know you need you you kind of need all these elements to make the animorphs, and that's the only way they they survive this war. Uh, so that's beautiful. I I really love what you wrote there. Also, extremely cool that you stumbled across this on the uh on an abandoned section of your school library when you were twelve. That's like some that that's like uh some straight up uh you, you know fantasy stuff. You know, you're wandering around the abandoned part. You come across this book. What is this? And it takes you on a world of adventure. Amazing. I love that's some shit out of a movie. Amazing. Um, I also love your sign off. Uh, my sign off, of course, is uh, a line from the books. But I agree. Whether the Andalites come or not, we're going to defeat the Yurks. Uh, <laughs> just awesome email. I would love to collab with you. Um, obviously, I've already started recording, but um, I, don't, I don't know who all's in this book, to be honest. I kind of reread these as I go. But uh, we will figure something out. If not for this book, maybe the next one. Uh, definitely send me something. I'll be emailing you back too. So um, even though you'll hear this in uh, about an hour. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm rambling now. Thank you so much for writing in, uh, Pranav. Super cool message. I've got one more through the um, the website. That's theapocalypse.com. The Apocalypse. Like Apocalypse, but with a D in the middle. Uh, and this is from... Caleb, the VA, uh, who's also on Twitter, uh, and he writes in, Hi, Prince Daniel. I love the work you do for the podcast. It makes my job a lot easier driving around and delivering packages in North Carolina. Until I have to rewind the parts I missed, lol. I am all caught up with every book you've done so far, and man, I cannot wait for the next book. I missed out on reading the books growing up, and I only knew about the show from VHS tapes. I appreciate all the effort you put into the voices and the sound effects. It really shows. I am also working on being a voice actor slash sound designer. I am currently working on dubbing the first graphic novel, just trying to assemble a cast on Casting Call Club, if anyone is interested. Um, 
and then mentions in parentheses, just saw where you liked my tweet, lol. Um, keep up the good work. Until then, we fight. Thank you so much for writing in, Caleb. Um, yeah, Caleb, uh, followed me on Twitter. Uh, that's at Audiomorphs on Twitter. Uh, and so I checked out his profile and saw that he, he had, a, a casting call out to fan dub the graphic novels. And I thought, that's really neat. Um, so I will, uh, I, I read your Twitter out, uh, on, on here, Caleb, so that people could find you and, and see this themselves. But your Twitter's actually kind of complicated, um, just to, to hear and, and not see. It's, you got numbers, bud. Sorry. So, uh, I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes, uh, to Caleb's Twitter. Uh, it's his, uh, top tweet, you know. Actually, maybe, maybe I'll put it to the Casting Call Club, uh, link instead. Maybe both. You know what? Who cares? It's loosey-goosey. I'll put something in the show notes so that you guys can find this if you're interested in uh, auditioning for him. Maybe I'll throw my name in the hat. I don't know. I got I got free time, I think. Uh, anyway, if you'd like to write in like all those lovely people who sent me very cool messages, you can do that through the aforementioned Gmail. That's audiomorphscast at gmail.com. That website, that's theapodcalypse.com. And there's a third option that no one used this week, but you could use, which is Tumblr. That's audiomorphscast.tumblr.com and you can also tweet at me on twitter i probably won't read that on the show but if you just want to come say hi in a less uh wait a week for me to see if i read it manner you know maybe a little bit more of a two-way street um that's at audiomorphs that's also where you'll find any announcements if you know i'm running behind or something i changed the schedule i'll announce it there uh i mentioned uh itunes or apple Podcasts. if you uh use that and leave me a reading rating and review i will read those I appreciate those, but, you know, no pressure. Uh, that's all I, I feel like saying right now. It's great to get back into it, the schedule. Sorry about the kind of wonky posting over the holidays, but uh, we're full throttle now. Let's crank out this David saga, baby. Uh, so thank you all, and I'll see you all next week. My name is Daniel, and I believe one day the Andalites will come. Until then, we fight. <laughs>